house. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. It's Advanced Medicine Monday, and I'm barely in, but we, we sure hope Dr. Batar is in today. I'm I missing am. you. We were, yes, we, we were up in Chicago uh, for the weekend, and I just got back, and, and Super Don's still on his way home, so it's like a case of the cats away, the mice will play. In this case, we're going to pretend we're mice. We got no producer online this hour. Really? Yeah, I know. I don't know what that we're going to do. If I, if I slip up and say uh, one of those <laughs> words, then... no. Okay. No, please don't. See, okay. last week they said don't don't put Doctor Batar back on. We're nervous. You know, you don't know what he's going to say, but we're here again because we, you know, we're just not going to back down. We got too much to do. Uh, I don't know it what really you were wasn't doing. That bad of a word, though. No, you used it appropriately. Okay. It's just that uh, you know, and and you're a doctor. You get you get to use stuff that other people don't. I'm going to try to remember use. to use the word poop instead. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and of course, for all our ten, eleven, twelve year old listeners, they'll appreciate it more. That's At least right. their parents will. Right. Oh, man. So you want to talk about being unprepared for today. It doesn't really matter. I know we have uh, great stuff to talk about all the time, but literally uh, going through the, some of these weekend seminars, I was up there at the Chicago Cannabis Conference, uh, you know, more interaction with physicians utilizing it. And, I, you know, I'm most excited about uh, the advanced understandings of pathways in dealing with pain versus opiate receptor sites that are that are working fractionally well with with major damage and addiction compared to what I'm seeing with CBD. And, uh, you know, again, my experience with my wife on this has been great. So we're seeing an opening again for another botanical medicine. And I think it's going to open lar- the larger medical community uh, to more healing of a natural order. So just uh, so that I know, are you talking about the neuralgia that uh, Nancy had? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that, but I got to talk with, oh, interestingly, we, one of the guys we talked with just the last hour, we had a, a recording of, the, of yesterday's uh, uh, interviews we did, uh, was a guy now that's opening up an integrative medical center in Chicago because he, he was a uh, high-level high college basketball player. He was going to play pro ball in Europe and everything, came down on his ankle and just everything detached except the Achilles tendon, interestingly enough. Mm. And he had tried to manage the pain, and, and nothing helped him until he, he started use, utilizing the medical cannabis. And, and it, since then, uh, he's been inclined to look more into the so-called endocannabinoid system and how it inter- interacts with the nervous system, how it interacts with pain and pain receptors. And it's so different than the opiate receptors and the drugs that are used to, to dampen pain there that we saw in my wife's case didn't touch the pain she was dealing with in her neuralgia situation. And, and so she's had resolution from that issue? Yeah, it's really it's it's just been an extraordinary journey, and she she described even a personality shift over time. That you know the anxiety uh, that she had dealt with, like agitated nerves. You know how some people have had that due to uh, over uh, exposure to toxins, mercury in particular, uh, vaccines, etc. Some folks have this hypersensitivity, neurological hypersensitivity, and it's taken her down loads of notches. And I see her interacting with the kids in a wonderfully different manner. She's thrilled too. That's awesome. That is fantastic. So always, I don't have uh, much always experience open with it yet. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I know. And I, I, we're always open. And I talk about that, the openness to new things, to always integrate and, and find ways to improve what we already know or integ- integrate things we, we didn't know for, for a lot of reasons. And it's just exciting to see doctors open up in that front. And, of course, m- most that are aware, at least, are, are wanting to you know move away from the strong opiates because of the dangers that they pose. Right. And I'll tell you the truth, just knowing the history of where this naturally occurring essentially a weed, but it's like a weed with every type of benefit that you could associate with it, and you can make so many things out of it, the, the practical use of in industry to print paper on it, to create clothes out of it, to mm-hmm. make uh, different types of fiber out of it, etc., cetera, et cetera. Just that history of it alone, uh, it's, it's disturbing to realize that this was such a fantastic gift from the creator that has been mm-hmm. basically demonized and suppressed. And, of course, the medicinal aspect is just one of those many benefits that this substance that's very easy to grow, um, mm-hmm. it's been basically taken away from the public. So, you know, just that fact alone makes it so right. appealing to know, and the history of it is is fascinating. Yeah, you know, I, I got the keynote on, on Sunday to start the, the conference uh, uh, up there in Chicago, Dr. Batar, and one of the things was interesting, I, you know, I was talking about all the things that I've encountered, the interviews I've done, talking with doctors, learning, looking at the research as well, and, and of course, sharing some personal experience with it. Uh, you know, and then one of the ladies in the back, and she wasn't being snarky. She was being sincere. She she knew I was a homeopath, but of course, there's not many states that license it. She says, "How are you telling people this legally?" And I said, "I'm not. I'm telling them lawfully. I don't care about legal. I I do what's right by by the creator, and this needs to get out." And then she asked again about this license. I said, "Even if they offered me a license wherever I lived, I would refuse it because it subjugates me to a, a bunch of medical minions that don't know as much as I know." And and you know, you've had to deal with like these medical boards because of this concept of licensure. So it was rather interesting to kind of bring that concept out as well. Mm, that's, uh, I'm sure she regretted opening up that can of worms with you. <laughs> actually, you know, later in the day, she came by the booth and got a book and, and was actually thankful. I didn't know that she would because I thought I might have offended her, but there was a lot of applause. People had never concert, considered that, that we subjugate ourselves through this process of asking for permission of government to do something that I perceive is our birthright, and that is bring healing to those who, who, who want it or working with us because they're, you know, you know, conscious adults that have the ability to make choices. Yeah, I don't think that's just your perception, though. I think that was also the perception of the forefathers, but... Yes, you know, the just, founding fathers, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole licensure thing got into, into play with monopolies, the idea of protecting the economic interest of a group and then monopolizing that group and then controlling what it learned and then controlling what it did once it was out of the schooling realm, which is why, you know, the innovations that you brought to the medical field have been attacked so viciously over the years, and you have been one of the few to stand their ground. You're grounded. You you know, we got to share that at Autism One together, which was the fascinating story people didn't know. Yeah, and I think that when other people realize that, oh, wait a second, this can be done, it empowers them to realize that that possibility exists. And one thing that I feel is important for us, Robert, in our position as having a voice that others uh, may be listening into on a weekly basis is to remind people that if your mind, if your brain has the ability to conceive of a thought, whatever the thought is, by definition you have the ability to achieve it. Because if you did not have the ability to achieve it, your brain would not have the capacity to comprehend the existence of that possibility in the first place. 
Dude, that's a high-level concept. I'm with you. I think we can explore that a little bit. The thought form is that if you can perceive it, you can believe it, you can see it, you can imagine it, then you have the capacity perhaps at one point to understand that it is real and that it may just be on the time track in a different place, but that very ability to tap into and visualize and see it and feel it is extraordinary when you see how powerful that is. But even that fleeting thought that enters your head for just one second and then you brush it off, you have to remember mm-hmm. that if it even entered your head, the first and foremost thing that a person must remember that for it to have even existed for a moment in time in your brain, it already means that you have the ability to achieve it. Because if you did not have the ability to achieve it, the brain would not be able to conceptualize it in the first place. Now, this, this is, uh, you, you're right, it is a very deep concept but it is a concept that is the most empowering concept, and it is actually where I have found when I did the parent workshop at Autism One and when I've dealt with a lot of other uh, patients that are chronically ill, like cancer patients, mm-hmm. it is so necessary for them to overcome this one obstacle. It's, a, it's like a chiasm that separates success versus failure, and once they realize that that chiasm is literally just stepping over it, Hold on a second. You said chiasm. You've like mixed a chasm and a miasm. That's a, that's a new homeopathic word. That is so cool. I've never heard of a chiasm. I like it though. Well, it's 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 basically what I'm saying is that it's it's something that an individual once they realize that the, the, just the mere fact that if I can conceive it by definition I must be able to achieve it, because if I wasn't able to achieve it, I wouldn't be able to conceive of it in the first place. That understanding, that reality, that, that is not metaphysical foo-foo uh, you know, words. <laughs> yes. That yes. is scientifically based. In fact, I believe it was Andrew Carnegie or Napoleon Hill or one of those great minds that had originally made that very clear. That's where I learned it from. But the point is, once an individual understands that and is empowered by that, the next step becomes almost compared to what it was before the next step com- becomes almost effortless beautifully said I, and again it's it's a it's an energy flow issue and this is exactly. something that you know the the guys and gals on planet earth that are succeeding in whatever they're doing uh, understand that deeply if not consciously but certainly they work with it and as you're saying here if you even have that fleeting moment of thought I, maybe it's the thought that uh, if you're diagnosed with cancer that you can actually overcome it that you suddenly have a vision of a future cancer free that moment is not an accident. You know, you go back right. to that and go, that is something that is literally yours for the so, so-called so making by doing things differently. Exactly, because when a person says that, you know what, if somebody else said it and you never thought of it, then maybe you can make an argument that, no, I can't achieve that. But if you thought of something, then it's there. It's, it's yours for the taking. It's up to you. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be able to get up there and go do it because you may not have the ability to do it because you don't believe that you do it, that you can do it. But the point is that to get the belief that you can do it, the first step is to understand that, wait a second, if it can game in my head, that means I can do it, because it's mm-hmm. all about belief. We talked about that before. You and I have talked about that on the mm-hmm. air, off the air, at the seminars yes. and such. But it comes back to, like you said, the energy aspect, the flow of energy. My children, my youngest, Rahan, will tell, say all the time, he'll point out when he sees somebody saying something, he goes, where attention goes, energy flows. They're not doing it right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> How old is Rahan now for everybody to know? Uh, he's nine. 
nine to get this where attention goes energy flows and i want to remind everybody uh, rahan and the whole family dr batar and abby and everybody will and, and your wife debbie we're looking forward to seeing you in Asheville, North Carolina. We're going to be there July 18th through the 20th for the Healing Revolution Summit. Ty Bollinger, our buddy, is going to be there as well. It's going to be a great time. I encourage you to bring families and have a nice time in the uh, Southern Appalachians. But announcement here, we I don't know if I, I may have mentioned this last week, but this is coming up really soon. Dr. Batar is hosting a free autism webinar. For those of you who couldn't make it to Autism One, parents especially, but doctors included, uh, this coming Monday, that's this next week when we're doing the Healing Revolution that day. He's also, later in the day, going to be do, doing this uh, autism webinar. That's the June 16th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and there's limited availability to participate. So we have a link in the show notes as well as in the, uh, the we're tweeting it out, as well as on our, our uh, uh, what we call Facebook feeds as well. So we'll talk more about that with Dr. Batar when we come back from this break. It is Advanced Medicine Monday. If you have not already gotten the nine steps to keep the doctor away, international bestseller, it's linked up as well in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, 866-939-2355. If you'd like to be part of the show, and we'll continue our discussion not only of this, but the autism webinar and more. Where would you like to go? Let us know right now. We'll be back with Dr. Batar after this break. Advanced Medicine Monday, the Medical Rewind, medicalrewind.com. If you miss any of these wonderful uh, uh, discussions we have with Dr. Batar each and every week here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, medicalrewind.com, easy access. We've got hundreds of episodes now, fantastic information, but more fantastic information coming out with a live webinar next Monday, next Advanced Medicine Monday in the evening afterwards. We've got links up. Uh, Dr. Batar, you were going to surprise that on us, weren't you? Yeah, actually, I was pretty impressed because I haven't even mentioned to you and you know you usually know a lot of stuff beforehand but i haven't even mentioned in fact i didn't even think about the webinar till you brought it up and uh, at the bottom of that last segment and i was pretty impressed robert's really on top of it then, but then, <laughs> and the producer's not even here so i know it's it's pretty impressive you're right you're right but then again you know what we you do when we get to together is me though impressive. robert you've always impressed me i uh, yes just so impressive and it, it isn't my style of dress i promise you <laughs> In fact, I don't own a dress, just in case yeah, anybody was wondering. That's good. That's impressive. <laughs> that right there. Ty Bollinger, on the other hand, we don't know. We'll have we to don't ask know him. about him. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bodybuilder at one time. He's talked about that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can I can envision the tie in the dress. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't know where this is going, and I don't want to know. Yeah. But I, I, I will hearken back to uh, you know. I do want to hear more about the uh, the webinar as well in just a moment, but. We were just briefly mentioning the fact that you created a new word inadvertently, and I think there are no accidents, but you, you used the term chiasm, and, and it, it, there is no word. At least there wasn't. But again, that fleeting moment where you can see it, it becomes real. And so on the Robert Scott Bell Show, we love to create new words, whether it's me or whether it's Dr. Batar, whoever. When we come together and identify them, we want to coin them so you know you heard it first right here today on Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Batar. Chasm well, and miasm. Explain to how we see the two come together even better than the words on their own. Well, a lot of people probably don't know what a miasm is, so I think that's probably the first thing to, to define. And miasm, essentially, uh, it, it's, it's a deep concept, but essentially it's a genetic memory, if you can think of mm -hmm. it that way. It is uh, an energetic memory that the DNA sequence uh, holds, 
And so it's essentially baggage, if you want to call it that, from your ancestral... Uh, yes, your ancestry. Exactly. Right. And it, of course, it's very commonly known in homeopathic circles because they have miasmic formulas that address certain inherited uh, predispositions, so to speak. I mean, so Hahnemann was way ahead of the geneticists of, you know, 150, 200 years later, interestingly enough. But it doesn't mean that the roadmap is written and you can't make changes. But the point is, it can give us insight into patterns that maybe people are locked into unbeknownst to them. Exactly. There's a locked-in pattern, and you have to understand that everything has an inherent resonance, a frequency that it's vibrating at. And so the DNA is no different, and if it's resonating at that frequency, and for those people that say, oh, come on, that's just metaphysical stuff, in quantum physics, if you study quantum physics, you understand that this is extremely hardcore science. We know, and I can go through, uh, we don't have time on the radio show to go through this, but we can go through 14 Nobel laureates and their work where they proved that the atom, uh, has not only particulate properties, but also wave properties, because it's an electron flying around a proton and a neutron. And so the fact that it has a wave and a particulate property, and it's resonating at a certain frequency, and everything that we know of is made up of atoms, including your DNA, and it's resonating at a certain frequency, and that DNA pattern was a combination of your mother and your father, which was vibrating at a certain resonance within their their own systems, and then from there, your mother's DNA was a combination of her mother and her father, and your father's was a combination of his father and his mother. Mm -hmm. So there is a very, very hardcore scientific basis for what a miasm actually is. And Mm -hmm. in my practice, I have seen that. I didn't know what it was originally, but I have seen it, and we actually deal with that on a a very intimate basis. So basically, a chasm, meaning a a, uh, obstacle or a a ravine or something that you, a channel, a canyon that you have to overcome, and mm-hmm. miasm, meaning this genetic um, memory. So yeah. we're talking about a chiasm, and that's... <laughs> it's that's great, man. We, we've done it again. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll have to have to get it out there. Everybody remember that. Chiasm, Dr. Batar. Well done. Well but done. actually, Robert, if you think mm-hmm. about it, the word itself, mm-hmm. it's exactly what that is, is because when a person thinks that that fleeting thought in their head that, they, that came to them was oh, just mm-hmm. something that just came into my head, that's really your past baggage preventing you from believing the truth, because the truth is that if your mind can conceive it, then your body can, by definition, achieve it. So that, that word, chiasm, actually is the most appropriate mm-hmm. word, because we are overcoming a chiasm. We're overcoming an mm-hmm. obstacle, uh, something that is seen as una- that we are unable to cross this, this channel, and, right, right. and it's all genetic baggage. Right. Well, and again, it comes back to the belief system. If you can believe your way beyond these things, you know, there, there is an unstoppable component to that, but it starts there. Uh, so great, great new word here on Advanced Medicine Monday. Dr. Rasha Bittar, Robert Scott Bell. We've got more to come. Links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. We'll learn more about the Autism Online Seminar webinar coming up with Dr. Bittar next Monday after this break. Who'd you say that masked man was? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Robert Scott Bell. Here I come to save the day. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the greatest show on earth. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! The man who outsmarted you on your gang is none other than Robert Scott Bell. You 
want answers. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. Robert Scott Bell. You see, we're on a mission from God. Yeah, and that mission includes occasionally leaping chiasms in a single bound. <laughs> Dr. Bittar has, has an autism seminar or webinar, we should say, coming on. So all around the world, it'll be happening next Advanced Medicine Monday. That uh, would be the 16th of June at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time uh, for those of you around the world. And we have listeners all over planet Earth, so they might want to participate online as, as you can. And you can do that. We have the links up in the show notes as well at robertscottbell.com. Dr. Batar, can you give a sneak preview uh, without revealing too much about some of the things you'll, you'll go through? Will it be like the parent seminar, or how will you expand it in different ways? Well, actually, believe it or not, Robert, that parent seminar was over in literally a blink of an eye. I had no idea that I covered five hours, and we didn't get to cover some of the basic things that I wanted to cover, so it's going to actually talk more about the behavioral modification aspect, but also we're going to be talking about releasing information that has never been released before, which is an update to our protocol. There are three different components to our protocol that just one of, one of those particular components has already shown evidence in transpinal cord injuries, meaning quadriplegic-type individuals. Uh, we've done this in two patients now where we have actually been able to recover to some degree motor function, gross motor function. And it's pretty early, but the fact that if you can do that with a, with a complete uh, spinal cord transaction, uh, th- that's, that, the implications for what is possible from a neuronal recovery standpoint is, mm-hmm. you know, it's just unbelievable. And so the problem is that a lot of people try to do something with the brain where the thought process, we can actually repair it. And modern medicine believes that neurons can't be repaired which is absolutely ludicrous. It's, you, know, you know it's not true. We can repair the neurons. The neurons yes. actually have the innate ability to regenerate. Uh, the, but the problem is that if you try to regenerate neurons, but the source of the fire is still there, meaning you're trying to rebuild a house that's still under fire, you're not right. going to get any resolution. So this is the next phase of the individual after they've been cleaned up, things that we're doing now to even get better recovery. Of course, understanding that the first and foremost step is to get rid of the garbage. And so we'll be talking about some of those things, too. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, the, the neural system does have the ability to regenerate. I have seen it in in my lifetime working with folks, and you have as well. But if you have an innovative new ability to address something as radical as uh, someone who's in a state of quadriplegia, if you will, that uh, get right right there, if you do nothing else, you'll want to sign up for that webinar. Uh, so the, uh, the the breakthroughs are they are they going to be local application, systemic application? Anything uh, you can give us a, a little hint on? Yeah, it will be systemic uh, applications, and it will be in conjunction with uh, a complete program. And just to give people and awareness of what's coming down the pipeline. And I'll tell you, it was actually planned on just being for our patients because it's really going to only be applicable to our patients. It's not like something that everybody is going to be able to utilize because they won't have access to it. Only the people that are actually getting treatments will have access to it. But I've decided that this portion, if they end up joining the association, which will give them a a, big discount, like it'll be $1 to join the association, if they mm-hmm. want to do that, then they'll have access to this stuff. But understanding that if you try to rebuild your house and you haven't put the fire on, you're not going to really get the benefits or the full benefits or even probably even a fraction of the benefits as if you 
actually try to put the fire out first. So yeah. from a philosophical, conceptual standpoint, first you put the fire out, then you go in and repair the carpet and repair the walls that are down, et cetera, et cetera, and that's what we're going to be talking about. And for those people that aren't in a position to really put the fire out first, I don't want them to get a false sense of security and thinking that this is going right. to supersede that by anyone because it will not. In fact, you, won't, you probably won't see any benefit. Yeah, exactly. It's so important to have that perspective that people do take parts of information and run with it and apply it inappropriately and wonder why it doesn't work. Exactly. And that's a big part of it. So they'll be plug, you'll be plugging them into that whole bigger picture uh, at the webinar next week then. Absolutely. And the behavioral modification aspect will be applicable to everybody because the goal there is that when a person listens to this information, understands it, they will be able to not only implement that information within 24 hours, but be able to see an immediate benefit within the first 24 hours. Very good. Very good. Well, we have uh, some questions coming in from listeners all over planet Earth. This one's coming in from Cyprus uh, next to Greece there. We've covered uh, the, the global issues coming out of Cyprus with the bankers and what's happened. But this is more of a medical health question from one of our listeners, Yola or Yaola. Uh, Socrates. I don't. I don't know. It, it sounds like a Cypriot name to me. Uh, it says hello. I'm living an American, living in Cyprus for a few years. Listen to your show for a couple of years now and admire your knowledge base and tenacity to get to the truth out there. Uh, writing you in regards to my niece who lives in the states and is 23 years old and a postgraduate medical student. She's a childhood leukemia survivor and was given a clean bill of health in her teens. Needless to say, she was treated by conventional medicine, which included chemo and other toxic medicines. She has grown up to be well-adjusted and beautiful person despite her childhood trauma. Unfortunately, she has lingering, you guessed it, digestive issues, and she's reaching the stage where she's seeking medical advice to deal with it. But he, the uncle here, would like to suggest some natural support, some medicines, doctors, or whatever. She lives in the Centerville, Virginia area, Fairfax County, and Maybe, uh, Dr. Batari, you know somebody in the area, or we can, you know, give some perspectives out there for uh, Yola's uh, niece that's a postgraduate medical student. Well, actually, that's just a couple hours from us. That's uh, pretty pretty doggone close. But, um, you know, a question like this is always a difficult question to answer, but we could probably, to about 95% certainty, have predicted that she was going to have GI problems if she had that type of a childhood history. Uh, right. That's that's not not even, you know, it, it's not a, that's a no-brainer. You can pretty much assume oh, that. Exactly. That's why I said you guessed it. I, I don't know everybody out there did, but I know you would know it. When you see cancer survivors uh, from childhood that had been treated conventionally, uh, you know, we're glad they're alive. Don't get us wrong. But we know there's a lot of devastation and uh, what we call either side effects or unintended consequences, the collateral damage of the treatment that often linger for years if the cancer doesn't come back, there are other problems they have to deal with. In this case, this woman now at 23 is dealing with a lot of the gastrointestinal issues. Right. The gastrointestinal issues and the cardiac issues are the two biggest ones. And many people, in fact, we covered a story, I guess, a couple months back. Remember about people that had died from cardiovascular events, uh, status post-chemotherapy? Yes. And I can't remember what the name of the study was, but anyway, we did cover that on the show. Um, but b bottom line is I would hate to just make a blanket statement here, Robert, uh, mm -hmm. My process would be very simple. I would get a complete diagnostic stool analysis, and I would take her through the head map and see where her liver and her gut were really functioning and see what the results of the CDSA show, and right. very, very simply address those inadequacies. And to about a 95% certainty within the first 30 days, and I would say about a 99.9% .9 certainty within the next 60 days, she would have a resolution of those problems. 
Right. And, and uh, what if, the problems are, because, again, it would be based upon getting measurements of those certain areas sure. and seeing where the, where the dysfunction lies. Yeah, and some of it we, we can, uh, as you say, 95% just, you know, guesstimating because we know of what these treatments do to the body of a young person, much less at any age, uh, that this doesn't surprise us. We know there are going to be things that will appear in any test or analysis, but from the standpoint of getting help that she may need, uh, since she's only a few hours away, I would say, uh, Dr. Batar, D-R-B-U-T-T-A-R, D-R-B-U-T-T-A-R.com. Again, linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com if you want to reach out. Or, you know, if there are other docs you know in that area or further afield for others that are listening. Um, you know, Dr. King, when we get together in, in the mountains of Asheville, we'll talk, he's got a formula called Chemo Cleanse, which is one of the things it does is it mobilizes homeopathically a direct action to removing some of the offending elements and also the, the damage to the cells that occur. Uh, there are other things that you do, of course, nutritionally to support that. So these are things you can never ignore. Right. And I, I'm not even talking about those type of things. Those are obviously mm-hmm. even a higher level of uh, energetic cleansing and getting rid of some of these residuals that are going to be there lingering in the system. But yes. I was just talking about from a very basic thing. You know, we're going to measure uh, digestion, absorption, uh, assimilation, mm-hmm. the the secretory immunoglobulin levels that are part of the gastrointestinal tract. Look at the probiotic. Look at the the flora in the gut. Does she have dysbiotic flora? Does she have uh, what what is her parasitology? What is uh, mycology counts? Uh, short chain fatty acid distribution. Just looking at some basic things in the gut to see where where the issues are, and then you give the body what it needs. You address the things that are mm-hmm. imbalanced. You address the things that are problematic. Uh, understanding that probably a lot of this is toxicity related, and we deal with that component of it from a you know the gut lining is one of the most uh, quickly turned or turning the skin and the gut lining. I mean, it's basically it quickly turns over. So you can have a pretty significant change in a short period of time within 30, 60 days. You've got a completely new gastrointestinal lining anyway. So uh, it's not very hard to deal with the gut issues. The gut issues it's amazing that that's one of the biggest problems in the entire planet is gut mm-hmm. vacillation, and yet it's one of the simplest things to address if you know how to address it. It's, it's literally uh, one of the basic, it's like ABC in uh, right. trauma medicine, we call it ABC, airway, breathing, circulation, it's that basic. Uh, and, uh, you know, but the you problem with, is, well, how do I deal with a gunshot wound? Well, the first thing is you've got to make yeah. the person's, you know, the airway's patent. You know, how do I deal right. with a blunt trauma patient? Well, the first thing you've got to do is deal with the airway, make sure the airway's patent. Well, how do you deal with a cardiac, uh, acute cardiac patient? Well, first thing you've got to do is look at the airway, make sure the airway's patent. You follow right. me? It's like a principle, it's a basic mm-hmm. thing. And well, and, 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 the, and the, the irony, Dr. Bittar, is that the medical profession, allopathic anyway, seems to have not a clue how to deal with the recovery of the GI. Everything they do tends to damage it. So you have to look outside of that realm, by and large, to holistic health care providers that, that know exactly what you're saying, that it's basic and the turnover is real, but you've got to facilitate that. You're absolutely right, Robert. In fact, while you were just saying, uh, I just something happened in my head, a little light went on, that if we, in, in allopathic, conventional, chronic medicine, were to look at the approach of how acute care medicine allopathically is addressed, and apply that, which is how we really do it in the advanced form of medicine, which is what we do, it -hmm. would be the same thing. Because in acute care medicine, in trauma medicine, there are certain basic things that you address. I mean, it's very, very simple things. And I've actually just realized maybe, you know, I've gotten all these accolades of how good of a doctor I am, and I've just realized that it's probably because the acute care training that I've had, the Mm -hmm. trauma medicine training that I've had, has actually helped to keep that very clear in my head. And if we applied those principles of acute care, to chronic yes. care, chronic uh, pathology, 
we would have a much better outcome, meaning that in acute care, we deal with the basics. In chronic we, care, hey, we, we got an acute emergency here. We got to take a break. <laughs> Dr. Rasha Vitar on a roll. Advanced Medicine Monday continues after this break. Check it out online. We're all there. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, if you, if you want to know who's got the power to heal, you just keep tuning in each and every Monday, especially here with Dr. Rasha Bittar, Advanced Medicine, medicalrewind.com for uh, direct links to previous shows. Of course, we are streamed live around the world through naturalnewsradio.com and our syndicator. That's GCNlive.com, GCN. And, of course, uh, with Dr. Bittar, we get a lot of fun things that we some we plan for. Actually, hardly any do we plan for. I have some ideas, and we are flying without a producer. Super Don's flying home. Uh, from the Chicago Cannabis Conference. I think we're doing pretty well, Dr. Batar, without him. I think so. I, I don't think we should let him know that, though, because he might uh, get a complex, though. <laughs> right, right. It's not to get cocky or anything. But, yeah, I think it's all right. I, I, I'll listen to this show again. There's some great stuff. And there's a, a reminder, of course, uh, and it's linked up in the notes. There's an autism webinar Dr. Batar is going to be doing June 16th. That's a week from today, 8.30 p.m. So we got another Advanced Medicine Monday here on the air to prime you for that. But sign up soon. Uh, space is limited in that regard, so uh, check it out. Also, uh, another question. This one's coming from Debbie B. Can you tell me if hemp oil would be useful for glaucoma? If so, how does one use it? This is for my son-in-law. Thanks for your help. All right, Debbie, of course, hemp oil. I, I think the, the question is interesting because it probably referenced to what people know as medical marijuana, that for years people who have had uh, glaucoma have smoked that to reduce the pressure in the eye but the kind of stuff I've been utilizing and have more experience with all the time is the CBD from the industrial hemp product, uh, not smoked necessarily, but ingested or used locally. Yeah, and I don't know anything about that, the use of it in, uh, in glaucoma, so that's all yours, Robert. <laughs> no, no, and I don't have a definitive answer ex- except to say what I'm seeing with a nourishment of an entire system that has been neglected, one that is now you know known as the endocannabinoid system. There's no downside. Uh, it, it is a plant. It is a food. The body knows what to do with it. So even though I don't particularly know specifically about pathways with glaucoma in the eyes, we do know it, it's inflammation reduction uh, potential. We do know that it actually is neuroprotective and neuroregenerative. So there may be some impact there. And, and to your experience, Dr. Patar, have you had, ever had a patient come in with glaucoma? And if so, w- what were you able to do that you saw benefit? Well, uh, glaucoma is something that it's all to do with the increased ocular pressure, and uh, it's thought to be due to a genetic predisposition. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of people with eye problems, macular degeneration, uh, cataracts, and, and we've had a lot of benefits. In fact, macular degeneration is a non-issue. It's a leading cause of blindness. We've never had anybody that actually had an issue after we dealt with that. But glaucoma is a little bit different, and my experience with glaucoma is relatively limited. There is a new um, program that I am learning about, and it's based upon the original works of uh, a Dr. Bates, who was an ophthalmologist or an optometrist. And, right, the uh, Bates method for, for eye recovery is quite famous. Right, right. Okay, so you know about it. So that, that's basically what I'm, I'm learning about right now, um, and I know that it's supposed to work with all sorts of eye disorders, including glaucoma, but that's all I can tell you right now. I don't know 
uh, enough about it really to comment about it yet, but I know I'm going to go through the program myself. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, as with anything, in order for it to succeed, you have to use uh, discipline. People that, that fail with the Bates method don't do it, really. They just kind of start and they go, ah, it's too much effort, for instance. But it depends on how much you want something, how much you're willing to do to get it. Exactly. It's, it's, that's true with pretty much anything in life, though, right, Robert? Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever you're willing to do, how much are you willing to go forward to accomplish what you want to accomplish? And, you know, I had LASIKs done it about, uh, I guess it was nine years ago. And mm -hmm. it was, I was 40, uh, actually, no, I'm sorry, uh, about eight, eight years ago, seven or eight mm -hmm. years ago. And for me, the important reason was because when I was in a ring, it was hard to be able to, you know, deal with glasses and, and, right. and barring. So I, that's the reason I did it. But I, whatever benefits that I did have, I am finding them to already starting to dissipate. And so I like this other idea of the uh, the natural approach, which, of course, that's what I'm all about anyway. That's what we were about. So I just thought I don't know much about it. I just recently learned of it, and I'm going to go through the program myself. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've looked at it myself, and, and I just said, you know, the, the effort it took, at, uh, you know, to stay, stay with it would take away for some other things that I felt was more important. So it's a decision that people make, how to do it. I'll just wear glasses. Now, if I go in the ring and box, it is a little difficult for me uh, with no glasses, but I do the best I can. It's just low-level sparring. But uh, in reality, uh, you can recover your vision through non-drug methodologies and non-surgical ones. Dr. Batar. We did it. We survived without Super Don. Advanced Medicine Monday in the can again. That's awesome. By the way, we should revisit this in six months, the same question. Yeah, okay. We'll see how it goes on that, on the Bates Method. Everybody, remember, sign up. The links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com to the webinar next week. And also remember, we're going to be together in Asheville, North Carolina, July 18th through 20th. In the meantime, Dr. Batar, what do we got to tell the folks? That the power to heal is there is yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show.